to JW Forwardcast, the show that helps former Jehovah's Witnesses put the pieces back together and become the people they were always supposed to be. So, welcome back to the show. Uh, today's episode is another quickfire Q&A session where myself and Alice Cheshire discuss a question that was sent in by a listener. So again, hope you're enjoying these shorter episodes. And if you've got a question that you'd like uh, myself or Alice to answer, you can email it to jwforwardcast at gmail.com or you can tweet it to us. I'm at covertfade on Twitter. And Alice is at the Alice Chesh. Now, as you might remember, we've previously said if you want to support the show, one way you can do it is by leaving us a review on whatever podcast uh, application or platform you listen to us on. And we've been left a very kind new review on iTunes by George Winston. And he says this is a pseudonym, so it's not his real name. And I'm guessing maybe, maybe like me, George, you're having to be anonymous because you might get shunned by your family if your real name gets out there. But George leaves us the following iTunes review. He says, Good stuff all round. For those leaving the JWs and struggling to deal with the feelings of isolation, whether they're DF'd, disassociated, or just faded, this podcast can be a great help. Being out with no one to talk to about your experience can drive you crazy. Just listening to Covert and Alice as they talk about how to move on and be positive going forward will no doubt be a great help to many. Keep up the good work. And then he says, if you ever want me for an interview or to share my story, I'd love to get involved. And he mentions that he's on Twitter on at Fond of Reality. So, George, thank you so much for that review. If you'd like to leave us a review on any of the uh, iTunes or Stitcher or Podbean sites or anything like that, I'll read it out on the show. And I'll also read them out if they're bad reviews. So if, you've, if you think we're doing a terrible job and you want to tell us in no uncertain terms, you write us a review and I'll read that one out as well. But seriously, that is one way you can really help the show to grow and reach more people is to give us a star rating or to leave us a review on your podcast platform. So with the housekeeping out of the way, let's get on with the show. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to this JW Forwardcast quickfire question and answer episode. I am joined today by former Jehovah's Witness and current life coach, Alice Cheshire. Hello. Hello How again. How are you? I'm very well. We're going to pretend that we're not recording these back to back on the same evening. And I'm going to ask you how your week was. And you'll say exactly the same as it was before. Get on with the bloody show. Yes. If you if you haven't listened to the previous. So basically, if you haven't listened to the previous episode, go back, listen to that. That's how I am. OK, there we go. So second verse, same as the first. Yeah. So we are continuing um, our quick fire discussions on our listener questions, and we've got a really good one here that's come in from one of my, one of my very kind patrons, uh, Rust Cole. Uh, Rust says the following: Not sure if this is the place for a question subject, but my concern would be this one: sex education and boundaries of my two young girls. As an ex-witness, I had a very poor sexual education, probably because my parents counted on the strict religious frame. Without the normal worldly experience of dating, I find myself with very poor wisdom to transmit to my girls. I'm convinced that the most important aspect is building self-awareness, self-confidence, and self-respect. But without the code and the knowledge, I am terrified of not being able to protect them and guide them through their journey. 
thanks again for your thoughts. So, Russ, that's a brilliant question because I think there's actually a lot of XJWs who will be in that position, not only to their own, um, I'm not sure what to do with dating and sex when I leave, but also for their kids. How do I, you know, they're very much aware of the shortcomings of their JW upbringing when they were children and they want so much better for their children, but they're not quite sure how to go about it. So I know Alice has some thoughts on this. Um, I'm just going to start the ball rolling and then pass it to Alice, because I think in a way you've almost, you've nailed your own question with the answer to your own question in that paragraph. When you say you're convinced that the most important things are building self-awareness, self-confidence and self-respect. Exactly. I would, I would say that, those are three key factors, not only in building healthy relationships in dating, but just in life generally. Looking at ourselves to build self-confidence, self-awareness, and self-respect means that we are improving ourselves, we are better people, we are happier people. And also then when we're going out looking for someone to share our life with, or maybe someone to just have a quick romantic fling with, or whatever, whatever you want from a relationship right then, because we get to decide what we want our next relationship to be. Um, you are going to be much more attractive to other people because people who are self-aware, self-confident and have self-respect, they're actually much more attractive um, as human beings and they're much less likely to be targeted by people who are predatory Mm. because people who are predatory are looking for victims and people who are self-aware, self-confident and have self-respect will will see somebody who's an emotional predator and basically tell them to fuck off. Mm. So... Alice, that's my initial thoughts. What would you think? Well, first of all, yeah, exactly what what you just said. Um, And, you know, what's really cool. And as with so many of these questions that we get, what we actually find is that the person asking the question has already kind of nailed the answer. Um, The the three things that she lists there, uh, self, um, where is it? Uh, Self-awareness, self-confidence, self-respect. Now, we don't know how old your girls are. Um, we don't know whether they're, you know, little, little or whether they're sort of, you know, growing up, teenagers, you know. But regardless of where they are, oh, and the other thing we don't know is we don't know whether you're all sort of still kind of um, having some kind of contact with the cult or whether they are growing up entirely without that influence. So we don't know those factors, but what we're going to talk about, I think, kind of applies, you know, all through. Um I think also what's really interesting, so, you know, your girls are going to be looking to you, whether consciously or subconsciously, um, whether they are aware that this is a thing, you know, dating, sex, all that kind of stuff, whether that's in their sort of scope or not, they are going to be looking to you as, uh, as, as, as their mother to kind of guide them as in the kind of person that you are and therefore the kind of person that they're going to be so personal develop here development here building your own self-awareness self-respect from from the sounds of it you know you're already incredibly strong and that you're working to protect your girls from the cult to make sure that they didn't have the same experiences that you have which already shows an incredible amount of self-awareness so it is all those things it's making sure that they know how to set their own boundaries that they are aware that they get to choose they are able to make decisions in their own life. Now, again, 
that is something that changes depending on the the you know the um the the age of, of the kids of the of the of your, of your girls um but it's something that you can start to instill really really young you know the element of control the element of choice the element of um not being submissive not just doing as you're told just for the sake of doing it and again it, it's one of those things depends on you know how old they are as to how this actually works um, but building those things is going to be the most important thing to protect them what you mentioned there about the fact that if somebody has boundaries has uh, self-confidence is self-aware they're much more likely to tell somebody that's not good for them to fuck off but actually what it also means is that because of the energy that they're giving out they won't be giving out victim energy they will be giving out strong energy. And what tends to happen is that uh, narcissists, sexual predators, all of those, they are looking for weak victim energy. And when they see that, they instantly recognize somebody that they can exploit, somebody that they can use, that they can control, and that they can mold to what they want them to be. So by teaching them those things of, of self-respect, standing up for themselves, not in a bitchy way, but, you know, knowing their own boundaries, you're automatically taking that whole load of stuff off the table because predators and assholes are not going to be attracted to them as individuals. Talking really specifically, um, what's really, really important, I think, as kids grow up, and I can't believe I'm actually going to agree with the um, the org. The, the, the hey, a stop clock is sometimes right twice a day. Yeah, well, exactly. Something that um, was used as an illustration for many years, I remember it being used, was about how children are like springs. So a, a squished spring, if you squish a spring really, really tight, so it's all, you know, it's all squished up, and then you let it go immediately, it will bounce off the walls and fling everywhere. However, if you squish a spring really, really tight and then you slowly release it little bit by little bit, the spring stays where it is and it eventually just grows back to where it's going to be. And that is really, really key, I think, when it comes to parenting in that you want to allow your children to make their own decisions, to make their own choices and to explore what they think. You don't want to just all of a sudden let them go and have all the freedom in the world. But you start off with the small things. You give them choice every single day. Do you want frosties or cornflakes? Do you want to wear the blue dress or the pink trousers? Do you want to have your bath now or do you want to have a story and then have a bath afterwards? Um, and I'm talking, um, as I think, you know, the, the community will know, I don't have any children myself. I have an incredibly strong-willed niece and she is becoming a little madam. And this is something um, that her mother is using on her, giving her those little choices. So she feels like she has control in life and she grows up believing that what she thinks matters and that the choices she makes are important for herself. And that, I believe, is how you build self-respect, self-awareness uh, um, in, in a child when they're growing up is allowing them to have that freedom to express themselves and to, to, uh, to sit in their own truth of, okay, I want Frosties today. Now, you know, the grand scheme of things, yeah, Frosties, cornflakes, who cares? But for them, that's really important. And we're building their muscle of making decisions and then taking responsibility for the choices that they make. And I think that's really important. Yeah. And I think it's interesting as you, as you zoned in on there, Alice, I think one of the best things is kids learn from, kids learn from parents. 
And I think this is a great opportunity for yourself as well, Russ, to kind of develop yourself as a person. Because I noticed you said you're worried about not having the, the framework and the code with which to guide them. Well, this is a perfect opportunity for you to build your own framework and your own code. What do you believe? How do you believe the best way to approach, you know, relationships should be? What do you think people should be aware of? What should people be looking for? Start deciding these things for yourself. I mean, the, the whole the whole scope of sex and relationships is this something I'm not really qualified to talk about um, because I have, you know, I'm I'm just a, I'm I'm just a person stumbling through life. But I think if you start trying, you know, read up about relationship dynamics if you can. Read up about discussions about sex education. Find out how responsible adults and responsible parents do sex education. There will be books out there. How does how do how do um, qualified maybe local educators do this? This information is available online, and so you can educate yourself. So certain aspects of that, like literally, you know, how do you do sex education? Talk to kids about relationships. You can educate yourself on that. And also, um, as Alice said, that wider thing. You start building your own self confidence, your own self respect. Learn what you believe and what you feel. And then you'll be able to pass that developed knowledge on to your children and they'll learn by watching you. So it's kind of an opportunity not only to help them grow as individuals, but help them to do so by also by kind of growing yourself as an individual and kind of expanding your own horizons. Yeah. And also, I think we kind of need to acknowledge something else that, that, that um, she said in, there, in the, the, the question, which is, as an ex-witness, I had very poor sexual education. And we kind of need to address the elephant in the room that the way that the organisation does sexual education is totally inappropriate. Because, you know, I think literally maybe two weeks ago, the Watchtower study had an in-depth conversation about lap dancing. And yeah. then to describe what lap dancing was. I'll bet and there was a lot of visits to the toilet after that. I don't... I don't even <laughs> lots of pillow hugging. Lots of, lots of pillow hugging in Bethel going on. Lots of pillow hugging. Um, but, you know, the, the, there's so much stuff that they yeah. create this environment, you know. And Very sexually impressed. Very yeah, I, I remember being in the Kingdom Hall and being totally too young to be hearing the words oral sex and anal sex from the platform totally inappropriate however what it does mean is about being open to those questions yeah. not being embarrassed about those questions because they are going to come up sooner or later depending on how old the children are especially if they go you know when they go to big school this stuff is going to come up and so it's about leaving you know building that trust and opening being open to those questions and answering them in a way that you think is appropriate for your own child and the final thing I'm going to say on this is fundamentally this is your responsibility but it's also your decision so it's now down to you and you are their mother nobody knows better than you what's right and best for your kids so you know we we, we all as ex witnesses we were told that somebody else was going to decide what was best for our kids no this is your decision. Um, we don't know whether the, the children's father is involved or whether you have a partner. You know, we don't know these situations. But this is, this is for you to decide. It's your responsibility. And what you decide is fundamentally the right thing because you know your children. Yeah, absolutely. So, Rust, I hope that helps. Um, the wider subject of XJW dating and everything else, I do want to actually get into, into a little bit because it's a topic that comes up a lot online actually how do i start dating when i've been like grown up in the weird repressive jw environment there's there's lots of really specific issues that come along with it i have some ideas for subjects for podcasts and also there's a couple of guests 
I'm going to try and get. So watch this space. But um, for now, Rust, I really hope that helps. And uh, thank you, everybody, for tuning into the Forwardcast. If you've enjoyed this podcast or found it useful, there are many ways in which you can support it. You can leave us a review on your podcast platform of choice. You can subscribe to our YouTube channel where the podcast and various other videos are also being hosted. If you wish to support us financially, you can do so at Patreon slash Covert Fade, where in return for as little as $1 a month, you can get access to various additional bonuses. And lastly, you can follow Alice Cheshire and I on uh, Twitter. I'm at Covert Fade, and she is at the Alice Chesh. So that's all for this week, guys. Thanks again so much for listening, and and just keep in mind that we only get one shot of this. We only get one life. We only get one chance to see what we can do with it. So sit down, work out what kind of life you want to live, put a plan into action, and start making that plan happen. Okay, guys, see you next time.